What would you say you do here? You shut your mouth when you're talking to me. There are no more shenanigans, no more tomfoolery, no more ballyhoo. Sunday edition. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. It's our uh, it's our Sunday, but not your Sunday. Oh, don't oh, you? she keeps that, d- that damn cat. She's gonna have to figure hey. something. I need to get a. Uh... <laughs> yeah, she's under the cords. Your cat is getting in the way of recording. Right. It's... Hold on a second. Me... She's all tangled up in the cords. She's scratching at the brand new chair that's only had one ass in it. Freaking poncho. This was... I saw it happening, too. I saw her walk right through the loop in the cord. Okay, fine. Time to upgrade to wireless stuff because of the cat. Don't you have tuna you can eat or mice you can catch or something? Go murder a goddamn pigeon. She, uh... I don't know what these really super long-tailed... They're almost like gerbils with long tails. Oh, like kangaroo rat. Yeah. There was yeah. one they were yesterday afternoon. And, uh... What's the day before? Can't remember. Anyway, it was the evening, and she was... Just out there, flinging it up in the air. Just playing? Several feet. She'll just throw it up in the air and then watch it, and then she'll kind of roll around in the dirt and watch it, and then it moves a little bit, she'll throw that it in the air. That is sick. That's why cats are fucking terrifying. Um, I'm glad they're not as not bigger. Yeah, well, some are. There are? Oh, yeah, yeah, like tigers and stuff. Yeah, they do have bigger models of that. There's a lot, There's a bigger model. <laughs> yeah. It's the, the extended cab. But um, let's talk about my coffee experience this morning. Okay. No, my tea experience. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's what it was. It was like, first of all, you go to the... It started off as a tea experience. A local and, cafe, and, yeah. And, well, first of all, it was the wrong, you know, the, the hey, can I have some hot tea? It's in the morning. It's from 8 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. And you're wanting some hot tea. Hot tea. Now, so, you, all she brought out was orange pico, which is what you make iced tea out of. Right. Right? Orange pico tea? Y- yeah. Yeah, yeah. Said, hey, you got something else? You know, well, like what? How about some English breakfast? To call it black tea, English, yeah, it black tea. Irish breakfast, could something, be that. yeah, something like that. So she brought out one other. Normally, you'd have like a little. I, I don't know. Here we go. First rule of problems, right? Little basket of fucking choices. Well, How about she, that? They have had that at that cafe before. Yes, they have. They've had that. They bring out like a, and it's like a couple herbal teas, a couple different kinds of breakfast tea. That, 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 they like also all this used stuff. to have 1940s music that was playing out of a cool little radio. Now, there, now you're getting into away. territory where people are going to know what cafe we're talking about. <laughs> and uh, so she goes, yeah, I'll have that. How's that one? That one's nice. Fine, I'll have that one. Fine. So in other words, we had a conversation about tea, about what I like, and it wasn't just a whatever. Yeah. And then uh, we're halfway through our breakfast, and she comes around to top you off with your coffee. My coffee. So she tops my, without even asking First of all, if I wanted anything. Yeah, she didn't ask. She talked my tea and, off. And you didn't even... The funny thing is, I didn't notice it, and neither did you until you took a drink. I went, oh, this is now coffee tea. It's coffee tea. <laughs> Cough tea. So she's uh, top my... I'm thinking... Oh, I also is- never got another refill on my... Never got a refill on my water. Never got another refill on the coffee. And we had to ask her, like, practically beg her to come back to the table to give us our check. Yeah, and then we like, thank God Joe had the right kind of money because it's like we got to get out of here because she's, oh, you know, they right. she, they were understaffed this morning. This is the airport cafe, folks. There, there, oh. were, there were people that, uh, that uh, they were pretty busy this morning. They were pretty busy. And so I think they, I, they normally don't have that many people, I don't think. And before anybody asked, yes, we still tip 20%, yes. even though it was god-awful. And she, she made Joe's a, money. a coffee... Yeah, yes, with my money. Um, a coffee cocktail with tea. Yeah. 
And uh, that is one of the most bonehead things I think I've ever seen a server do. It's so funny. And we never got a chance to ask her. I really wanted to be like, hey, can I? We really like the blending of the coffee and tea. Can can you bring me a tea bag just to put in my coffee? Right from now on. <laughs> so I added some uh, the other day. I added some. Um, we're doing we're doing a uh, uh, cold brewed coffee right now. You you already had one and you're done with yours. I'm having yep. another one. And uh, I got a I got a cold brewed coffee problem. I think I'm just gonna throughout the whole summer. I'm just keep drinking it a whole another liter of it just every day. Oh my god! You know, just boom boom boom. <laughs> It, you and you can never criticize anybody for drinking an energy drink because that's way more caffeine than any human should consume right. in one day. So then, then I was I had a it was like a halfway down with a lot of ice in it, and it was uh, had some m- milk or half and half in it or something. And uh, I had there was a little bit of a of a soda. I think it was a little bit of a Coke in a can it was in the refrigerator. So I went, I'm just gonna dump that in there and see what happens. Tasted pretty good actually. Coke and coffee. You're so weird. I mean, it did. Now, people, it put, people put milk in Coca-Cola. Do they really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a thing. I know peanuts in Coca-Cola. We talked about that. Yeah, that's weird. That's a weird Southern the thing. Southern. Because they have peanuts everywhere, and there's Coca-Cola everywhere. So. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad you guys are bringing back Coca-Cola at the brewery. I'm. Uh, <laughs> it's. <laughs> it's been a struggle, let me yes, tell you. It is. It's like the, the, the one of the most disappointing things someone can, can be told is, is Pepsi okay? And I, I know that the Coke versus Pepsi is a thing, whatever. Me personally, I prefer RC. I think RC Cola is the best cola on the market. If I, I like Royal Crown or Royal I, Crown uh, Cola. If I have the opportunity, which is not very often, to have a like RC in a bottle or if it's a fountain drink, I'll say, sure, I'll try one of those. I haven't had one of those in a long time. And then you have it. You enjoy it. Yeah. And it's now I kind of want one now that you're talking about it and haven't had one in probably years. Uh, they, RC in a moon pie. RC in a moon pie. Oh, God. That's... <laughs> That's some Americana right there. That's some old marketing. My God. Yeah. I want a moon pie now. You guys know what moon pies are out there? They're about five inch diameter. Oh, I like the yellow ones too. You ever had the yellow moon pies? Uh, yellow underneath the chocolate, you're no, saying? No, it's yellow and it's, uh, no, it's, a le- it's like lemon, it's like a lemon ganache on the outside. Oh, and then it's yellow it's in yellow cake on the inside in the same, fr- I think it's a lemon frosting inside. I'm not sure I've ever had one Or of cream or whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Moon pies. I love old timey shit like that because I kind of grew up in an old timey area. And you had like mom and pop ice cream place, like beam like that. I you have to carry it out I, here I also like, at the airport. I'm, never mind. I'm whatever. He, oh, Paul's <sighs> Paul's fixing to get fired up about the airport. No, not about the airport. It's just it's about it in general. We've had this conversation, probably not really on this podcast before, but it's like there are so many easy little opportunities to do to make a a business like a like a restaurant, a cafe. Just a little bit nicer would, that would actually would make money at, and the, the, people just don't very see little, it somehow. It's they weird. just don't see it. There's very little effort, and I, I've learned this in my own professional experience and personal experience that you you cannot. There's no good way to bring up a suggestion for someone else's business. There just isn't. You're right. There's no way because because most people. I know you and I are a little bit different when it comes to being open to uh, like criticism, constructive criticism, criticism, things like that. Most people aren't like that. But if you had somebody come in here and give you like, hey, man, you know, you could do, hey, man, <laughs> I hope nobody comes in here and talks like that. But if somebody said, hey, Paul, you've thought about doing this and this and this, you're, you're, there's a couple areas where you could really do a little bit better. You would, you would take note of it. 
I'm sure. It might irritate you right off okay. the bat, but you're humble enough to... If they're simple to, to do, I would do it. Now, I do have suggestions, and I know these things. Like, you know, we need in this, you know, employees, we need to have a section that does this, that does that, whatever. You know, we need this kind of... I agree. We need that. We don't have the really room to keep a dedicated place like that. Plus, it costs a chunk of money right now, which also means we have to stop doing work for a while. So, yes, you are correct. We could use XYZ. But here, I've thought about that, and here's why we don't, and yeah, we're not currently. Not at the moment. At the moment, right. Yeah. Right. But if something is simple, like um, like the one thing we're talking about, switching from Pepsi to Coke, you know, that's 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 or, not going to cost you any more money. It doesn't cost you any more money. In fact, you'll make more money because more people are asking right. for that. Fairly quickly, yeah. The ambiance in, a, like in, a, in, in an airport cafe that where you can see planes parked out on the, at, like out on the, like, what is it? Tarmac. Tarmac. And taxiing around and things like that, you've got all this accoutrement that's based you know, around the 40s and 50s and aviation, things like that are hanging up. And then you're piping in not appropriate music. Like you could just, it's a very easy thing just to change the station yeah. to oldies or 1940s swing jazz kind of shit. Something like Some that. Some bebop yeah. stuff, like that kind of stuff would be Even appropriate. Even people that are younger think it's kind of cool. Absolutely, because you're walking, it's a whole experience of yeah. it. Because like... I don't know. It's not, it's not really in anybody's neighborhood, so they have to go out of their way to come out to yeah, this it's cafe. Not, it's so an effort. You can't even yeah. walk there from anybody. But you know, far yeah. be it for me to criticize. Maybe there's some other there's some reason why they don't do it. I don't know why, but I'm sure it's like what we talked about. It's just one person was like, "Yeah, customers don't care about that." No, you don't care about that, right. or you don't like it. Or if you have a um, like a, you know the tea selection, that kind of thing. It just it it astounds me that. A lot of places that are, or there's not a, you were shocked when I said they don't have any bagels there, by the way. And you went, there are any bagels at the restaurant? Yeah, I was kind of surprised by that. You think that they would have at least like a, like a a frozen bag of them somewhere. Right. Because they're going to, you're going to pull them out and throw them in a toaster anyway. Are you now? Because we talked about that too. I said, I've been to restaurants before where someone actually put a whole bagel that's not even sliced or toasted on your plate. And, and, and and not, and expect like, and that's the bagel. (laughs) <laughs> That's such a, it's like, a, well, now I can talk shit because she doesn't own the place anymore. Uh, Beale Street Brews, the former Beale Street Brews downtown. Mm-hmm. My God. I, you know, I was like, uh, yeah, let me get a I was bagel and some cream cheese. And the little, the it's an embarrassingly small amount of cream cheese they would give you. Like, was it pre-dolloped into a thing? Or was yes. Like a squeeze and, no, it was cheese. pre-dolloped into a thing. Like it was, at yeah. least it was Philadelphia cream cheese and it wasn't like a, the pre-made container. It was oh, actual yeah. thing. And I'm like, that. Can I have three times that amount for right. one side? Like, I want a schmear. I want a proper New York schmear yeah. on a fucking bagel. Okay, so this is the, I know, this, this I, is the question then. Do, do these are these people never seen like a movie, uh, even or 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 at a <laughs> New York or something? Billy Crystal movie or something? Yeah. Jesus Christ! And, and, or or the experience of a? How can you not? How can you own a restaurant? And not know that that's what people fucking the aud- want? The audacity of serving a bagel. Having a restaurant that serves bagels and not toasting it or not giving you enough cream cheese or hell, like you said, even slicing it. <laughs> right. It's like this is just a weird, Man, just so odd to if me. If I had a, a breakfast restaurant and I served bagels, I wouldn't even use a toaster. I would use a flat top grill and butter. Hell yeah. So that's how I would toast it and serve it like that with with a a uh, a a Roman royal level a cesarean level of cream cheese. Like, how much cream cheese do you want? I don't know what that means. 
uh, and eat so you know, consume so much, like a, just an exorbitant amount Cesarean of cream cheese. Caesarian royal Caesar, level. Ce- Roman. I know Caesar. Okay. He made the salads, right? <laughs> yeah. That's kind of all he did. Sure. Why not? <laughs> You know what's funny? Like the guy that did invent it is in uh, Mexico, and it wasn't Caesar or Cesar. Cesar. That and it just somebody changed it to Caesar salad. I shit you not. It was a some resort in Mexico. I so wanted it has nothing to do with Rome or no. No, I don't <laughs> think so. Salad. No, it has olive oil in it, so I guess there's that and anchovies. So it's kind of related. Yeah, it could be Mediterranean. That's all Mediterranean. Proper stuff. Caesar dressing is just. Mm. Chef's it kiss, really so good. fucking good. All right, so uh, made with an egg yolk. So what do you mean now? So we're talking about um, holy crap. Where, where were we? Just- well, criticisms like be, people being open to criticism or uh, improving. Maybe getting when you get a little bit too close to anything, you mm-hmm. have to step away and be objective. And a lot of people have trouble with that, myself included. But I like to. Th- I've criticized myself internally enough to where I'm pretty pretty objective. Uh, but like. People get hostile because they think that they 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 think that they're doing everything perfect. Like you can always improve. You know that yeah. oh, you yeah. can always improve, like your business or your your financial like, situation. I would have done this office here or this space here. I'm doing it here because it's available. Or downstairs, I would do it because now I'm in love with containers. I mean, I, and if I do another building like we talked about over uh-huh. there, I'm going to probably tie it together with a couple really like brand new containers and make windows and stuff and have a cool badass office. Or having to have like stairs going up. I've seen those before too. You have stairs going up from a container from this building up and across, right? And have that be the uh-huh. office. Have yeah. a container be the office. Up, and it, have a container going down with stairs going down to the other building over there. Wouldn't it be badass? That would be pretty badass. It's not that much money. What would be even cooler is like a dumbwaiter system. Oh, yeah. Like a that. manual elevator. That's what we need instead here of, yeah. for the upstairs studio. I, I thought about that recently. I thought this is bullshit. We need to have some way to bring. We need a refrigerator up here too, by the way. Yep. Um, and several. It's, it, it's an ongoing process, but anyhow, it's a process. Um, yes, I never would have done that. I, I would have done. I like the space. I mean, I like that. You know, this is a great view and all that stuff. But I, but but this is bothering me now. It's bothering me because I need more room out there in the shop, and this is taking up room. Right. And have a separate office that's not part of the hangar. But a lot of places do. A lot of people have have hangar upstairs and downstairs. That's kind of a normal thing. But ten thousand square feet is not enough. Right now, it sounds stupid You're to say. You're such a glutton, but no, no, I get it. I, I know. Well, it's what not enough because I want more space. Yeah, I do want more. I want, I want. Here I am. This, you know, like I said, a glutton, but it's it's the business stuff. We talked about it, that. It's, about it, it would be useful space. This composite world of aviation is is going, and it's going to keep heading north. It's going to keep going and going and going. And um, I need an additional building that's bigger if I want to keep doing this business. Right. Right. Or I just keep it this small and just always have people waiting in line and I can't fit a bigger I, jet in here. I, th- and- I do think there is some merit to keeping uh, things limited. Okay. Now you're limiting how much money you can make, but you're also going to spend way more money having bigger crew and do this and do that. True. So like there, to, to, to use the example in the brewing community is you have um, a brewery in Vermont called The Alchemist, which is such a cool name because that's exactly what that guy is. He is... Nobody is invited around when he brews his beer. He is the sole brewer, and then he has like I think they have like a an assistant brewer that only handles like the back end of things. Like one is one basically to check in on things, so he doesn't have to be there all day every day. And has like three or four uh, uh, bartenders, and they only have a small tap room. 
and world-renowned beers, world-renowned. And they've said, how come you don't distribute outside of this area? I don't need to. I don't need to. People come to me. Mm-hmm. I'm And I'm okay with that. I'm okay with having there it's I, some, I think it was the Brewers Association magazine or just Brewers magazine asked a guy who doesn't hardly ever grant interviews, but they finally, like for five years, they begged him. It's like, you've won gold medals at like the past four or five years, you know, the GABF, the Great American Beer Fest, you know, in Denver every fall. And they finally, he got it, like, they did, like, a 10-minute interview with him. He goes, all right, that's all the time I've got. I've got to finish up my batch of beer. Like, it was, like, over the phone. <laughs> and, <laughs> and he, yeah, it was like, you get about 10 minutes. And one of the things they asked him, they're like, you know, don't you want to expand? And he's like, why do I need to expand? I have 12 or however many. I have, like, 12 gold medals uh, to the point where I've got I've won so many so many awards with my beers. I don't even enter them into competitions. I've got it dialed in. I don't change anything. The moment I start changing things up, things get bigger. They get more corporatized. Then the beer suffers. And this beer is my art, and I don't. I'm not going to compromise for anybody. I, I can appreciate shit. that. Shit, I and I do too. Like because I always thought that was weird. I'm like, how come? Because I literally have had one can of beer from that place once, mm-hmm. and it was a friend of mine. She was up there. Was it good? Oh, it's fucking delicious. Mm-hmm. And they all also kind of. I won't say that they invented it. They definitely made the style popular. There's a they have a beer called Hetty Topper, okay. and Hetty Topper is a hazy IPA. It's what what we what a lot of people call a New England IPA, but he that he's the one that kind of invented it. Okay, are you freaking out? Oh, what is that noise? I think it's an uh, aviating. Oh, that's weird. That's weird. Aviating at the airport. Yeah. All right. Go ahead. Uh, Hetty Topper. Hetty Topper. Incredible beer. Award winning, and it's a hazy IPA. He kind of invented a style. Okay. Which has now become the most popular style of IPA out there, which, you know, whatever. So I can see so, if, he, if he's doing well enough, if he's making, you know, if he's happy with that and he can control it and all that, you know, I, I can understand that. I guess the only excuse I would say is I got to be careful. I, I'm open to thinking about limiting the size of my business. I, a problem I have is that I know there'd be jets that I could work on right now and they're developing right now that won't fit in that door. Right. And they're really freaking cool, and I would love to work on them and maybe learn how to even fly one of these things. And if I'm going to do that, I kind of need a bigger space. Yeah. So it's just kind of ridiculous, though. But I, you know, where does it end? I, well, you're right. You know, what what do you do about that? I don't know, man. I don't know. I I think uh, I, well, I it doesn't matter what I think really, but I personally, so like your customers know how world class you are. They just know. People know. They know your name. They know your business name Sorry, around the, yeah, around the world. Sure. Enough of them, dude. Enough people that they'll wait. They'll wait because people. I'm sure people have. No, I'm not talking about necessarily are, that. I'm talking about size. Oh, oh, I see. I see. Wingspan yeah. won't physically fit in that right. door. So that would be. Should have built a bigger hangar, Paul. You I know. Have known. Well, I didn't. Th- this is such a boring. Everybody's going to start falling asleep. But that that door was specifically built for a certain type of aircraft that was going to be built that had hundreds on order that were composite built in Colorado and I knew the one of the engineers there and then it it just they went out of business the company went out of business oh shit it's called it Adam Adam Aircraft and it was high enough and wingspan with another feet or two it went I just need to be to be big enough to accommodate because it that that was going I I I knew the people associated with it it was um could look it up but they had they have a turboprop version and a jet version of this thing and one of them was in Night and day. You remember that? Uh, that was. Oh uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Tom Cruise and uh, what's her name? Blonde. Uh, Cameron Diaz. Yes, thank yeah. you. At near the end of that movie, 
there was one, there was an atom that was taking off or something like that. And it was one of the, they still have a few of them around. Anyway, I had a tie in with that factory. I was going to be working on there, be a, be a, a service center for them and all right. that shit. And that's what that door is kind of meant And then to they come. petered out. And so now they, they're gone. So that's why it's that big. Um, it is large enough for a lot of stuff. Like, for example, um, I know that a P51 Mustang will fit in here because we had also that P39 was in here, that Cobra. That's right. That? Yeah, the Cobra yeah. that was in here. It got to a point where it w I remember you telling me, they're like, well, it was cool at first, but now it's just taking up space. Yeah, they kept leaving in here. I'm going, okay. <laughs> this stay here for like a week and a half or something. Or longer. <laughs> but then I did some measurement, too, and I want to make sure. I think I made a post on this. I made this dumbass post on Facebook. I said, oh, man, my, my door won't quite accommodate the fin of an F-16. It's like a foot shorter, or like a, six inches or something like that. The wingspan will fit right in. Right, but the the tail. Nah. But then I thought, yeah, because it won't. But then I thought, well, that's not a problem because I know bracket aircraft. They do uh, ground handling equipment. We can easily have a thing and lift up the nose and then get you know bring the F sixteen in if I ever. I'm thinking, why am I even thinking about? I this? love that you're thinking about. I that. have like, no idea why. Like what composite structures are there on an F sixteen? Not very many. That you I would never work on. What if, what if I just wanted to have an F sixteen in the hangar? What if, what if for some reason the one needed to be here? <laughs> uh, that would mean it's my favorite jet warbird. That's what I was thinking too. Is like it's your favorite. You, you built a hangar, and you didn't build it to accommodate the, uh, an, the F an F sixteen. I just I think that's I can very short sighted. You should have consulted me on this. I can, I can tell you right now, the next <laughs> hangar will be big enough, but that won't be no matter what door size you have. Unless it's just like you know Boeing, or Wright Patterson, one of those things. Right. It's never going to be big enough. You know, you're the, gonna, you know something. Oh hey, can you fit a? I'll do this, this, and this, and all these jets. Oh hey man, we got a seven eighty seven that needs to come in. Can that? No, it won't fit. The uh, the presidential gallery, I think, is what it is, or Cold War, the Cold War gallery that's at at, uh, at the Air Force Museum in Dayton. Yeah. The hangar on the because there's there's humongous fucking planes in there, right? Yes. Well, because they were storing a bunch the of things. The biggest planes you can think of, practically. Big, yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, they, that one end of that hangar is all door. Mm -hmm. It's all door. And I know they're all about the same size, but that one is bigger. It's, I want to say, I, I want to say it's 100,000 square feet, but it might not be that big. I know it's fucking, it it's fucking enormous. It's got to be. 100,000 is only 10 times bigger than this. Right. It's not, I mean, think about it, how big but those they, buildings are. But they are. have six of them now. They have six yeah. giant hangars. But yeah. The, when I was there, they had two or three. When I, the last time I was up yeah. there, that was the, it. They, they expanded to six only in the past few, maybe five years, seven years. Okay. Uh, but yeah, they. <laughs> it's one of the, well, the first time I took Porsche in there, Porsche's like, I think this might be the biggest building I've ever been in. I'm like, really? That's kind of cool. She's just like, holy shit, this is, and, and she was, all about it that was that winter we went back there was it was the her senior year and it was uh you know neither one of us you know, she's a full-on desert rat i've been here 25 years and it would i was remember com not complaining but i was like mom is it me like did i just get soft or is this like way colder than normal and my stepdad's like oh man that's no, absolutely it's the same it's like this every year and i and my mom's like i don't know it seems a bit cold, quite a bit colder for longer and I looked it up. They were breaking like temperature records every single day. Mm -hmm. Every it was kind of like us with our like the heat waves that we've had this yeah. summer. It was like that, but cold. And that was that morning. Uh, I was like, well, all right. What, what did we peak out in June, mid June? Was it one? I think it's fourteen. One. I think it was one. I think it might have been one fourteen. Yeah, it was stupid hot. Yeah, in June. <clears throat> Um, Mid-June. Anyway, go ahead. So, uh, as a Porsche, listen, here's the thing. It's going to be really, really cold in the morning, but we are going to the Air Force Museum. 
I'm I'm dead set on it. So I went out in the morning and started the car up because they open at nine. We're just like it's like a twenty minute drive. We're gonna go to Tim Hortons. We're gonna get some Timbits. We're gonna get some uh, um, some coffee, and then we're gonna drive down there and get there right when they open and beat the crowds. And she's like, "Okay, that sounds good." Oh my god, it was cold. It was like it was like four or five degrees below zero outside. Not wind chill, just cold Natural as fuck. Yeah. And Porsche was like, "Is the heat on in the like in the car?" Like, yeah, it takes a while for it to heat up. And she's like, "We've been driving for ten minutes." And I'm like, "This isn't the desert, honey. Like, it's gonna take a little bit for it to heat up. Yeah. Like, it's gonna and uh, like the digital readout on this, it just said it just says frozen. It didn't say <laughs> the temperature. It just says frozen because the temperature was too low for it to read for, for the yeah. fuck." was so bad. I think it warmed up to like 15 that day or something. But, man, Air Force Museum was packed. It was nice and warm in there. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, their hangars are incredible. I've never – I don't think I've ever been in a hangar that's bigger than, than those. So I, I, think, they're, they're, I think I have. Maybe that's I, what you should do. Because I think – no. I think the um, the factory in Seattle where they make the 747s was a bigger building. I think it was known as one of the biggest buildings. Just – in general, yeah, on. because it, it was there, there's different stuff like free span or this or that or whatever. But I remember being on a second or third level, walking on like a like a catwalk because I'm on a tour of the factory. Other than it was Scott and that kind of thing. Yeah, and it was like it was really cool because Scott was recognizing he used to work there. You know, he recognizes all this different stuff, and he worked on 747s up there as well. So he he was familiar with a lot of different things, which was kind of cool. But um, we're looking down, kind of like we are up here, but we're up higher, of course. And like that would be a 747, and that would be a 747, and that would be, and it's like several it was of like them, four or five of them, under, yeah, in, with wings on them, and that kind of. And then at, at some point, I realized I went, I kind of went, uh, wait a minute, these are all 747s with wings on them, and we're in this one big building. That that's enormous. It was like holy shit. So I don't know if it was bigger or not, but it's it's massive. Yeah, it's huge. I think and they're moving a lot of their operations. I think they're going to move a lot of them down, I think, down to South Carolina. I think I think uh, Everett up there is going to be uh, – the Boeing factory is moving with Union this. They're trying to do cheaper that, and uh, that's part of the part of corporate America that I don't like. Yeah, it's unfortunate. But they also – like Boeing has made several critical mistakes. We've talked about that they before. Have, that really Screwed just the pooch it, it, it damaged their reputation. Well, and then you know they're trying to make a new go at the another go at the Starliner, which is. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, man, but if your if your space capsule fails that many fucking times, maybe it's time to go back to the drawing board. Yeah, and I hate saying that because it's like you know they're an American company. They like it's Boeing. Like it's a bit. It's a big fucking deal. Some of the space people right now but, are working for SpaceX. You know they have, they have some pretty good. They they've launched people several times. Yeah, so. yeah, absolutely. So. You, you look at that and go, man, it sucks when you see a company that used to be, you know, big dog on top and just fall. Uh, like Harley's the same way. And the big joke, like a, for, for, not the big joke, but the thing we're Boeing the saying was, if it ain't Boeing, I ain't going. You know, that was a big ha-ha, whatever. Yeah. And then, then they started doofing in the ground like lawn darts <laughs> and then and then killing a bunch of people. But then, you know, and then they had that big pro- – and then they kept digging deeper and deeper. And finding some more and more and more problems, but in inner inner company emails and stuff that were not flattering about certain things, like oh my god, yeah, it's it sucks to see that, or or a mismanagement of a brand like uh, like Harley Davidson, like yeah. that one, that one really sucks because 
I don't know if they're going to survive much longer. And I, I they, they have completely rebranded something. There, there's a certain motorcycle now that looks like, or there's certain kind of a younger kids electric they thing have, or something. They have a, they have a line of electric motorcycles. Right, but this is, doesn't look like a Harley at all. Like it's a like it's a scooter thing, like an electric. And they're, oh. really, they're really trying to market to the younger uh, a kids. younger a younger crowd. Yeah, I, I which I is what they this. have to do because yeah, they're, they're going to have to. Everybody that that's uh that was something I was talking about with somebody recently is like everybody who wants a giant loud Harley Davidson, everyone that wants one is probably all, most for the most part has already purchased it and they're not going to buy another one. And I used to own one years ago. You know, I bought one new for a few years and mm-hmm. kept it and sold it and actually didn't lose any money. There was a one you could. This is a win. They were going up in price and right. stuff. So we rode it for a few years and didn't lose a dime. Sold it for what we paid for it. You know, kind of thing. Um, and, um, uh, or what was I going to say? I don't know. But then you have, you go downtown and yeah, there are Harleys in there, but I did, I don't even look at them anymore. I just don't, you know, I, I went through that Harley. It was fun at the time going down to Daytona and bike week in Myrtle beach. And this was 1998 is when this was basically, uh-huh. that was kind of fun. It was cool. Had a couple girlfriends I dated that loved to go on riding and it was kind of neat, but not for a very long period of time. And it got out of my system and then that's it. And now that they're just irritating to me because I'm, if I'm going, just sorry, folks, if you're a Hardy fan, just, I'm just saying, just whatever. Because if you're downtown, and you, you know, and they do it on purpose, you know, they'll they'll light up and be loud going right down in certain parts of downtown where they know it's loud it, as shit. And, and it it does it is bothersome. Yeah, I I know that the the idea is loud pipes save lives, and I get that. I understand that. Right. But if you're backed, however, up, if you're backed up into a spot on the road and your pipes are aiming towards the business and you start up and you, you know, twist the throttle a few times and it's blasting into the bar or the restaurant. Come on. People don't like that. They right. really don't. And and those folks, they don't care. This is the ultimate now, look at me, look the, at me. Yeah, it kind of is. Yeah. Um, now, a nice bike, a very classy looking bike or something looks original I will catch my eye because I do think that they're beautiful. Some I, of them I are, do. Some of them are. Some are overly done, yeah. But, yeah, and yeah. it's in it's each individual's personal choice to do so. However, yeah, you're you're correct. It's like it, you know, it's a little little bit much for my own personal but taste. That's, that's but just me, like I was saying, I'm I'm not really. Why do we get? Oh yeah, so they had to pivot. You know, so Harley Davidson they were blaming when they, they we had our taxes here, went up a penny to pay for roads at whatever. People were blaming the local Harley de- whatever. They were they were blaming the tax. That's where their sales went down. Really. You look, look at the Harley Davidson sales from f- five years prior to that point. Yeah, it was in the gutter. It, it's been in the tank. I mean, if I, I think they're on their third CEO in ten years because yeah. because of that. Right. And I hope that they they didn't. I hope it wasn't too late for them to pivot because it is a truly American it company. Is. It's yeah. a it's their it's. I find that to be really cool. There's something to be said for that. There's a lot of history there. There was a lot of a. a a lot of the other companies that make motorcycles modeled their yep their their their, their um they the V twin air cooled the V V twin air cooled stuff like yep. that like the uh uh what is it uh, BSA and Triumph and and all those guys they wouldn't be anywhere they wouldn't exist if it weren't for Harley Davidson most likely because Harley did it way before any of those those companies yeah so people learn from it and then it's just to see that company that was once way up here is now like uh, like in the on on the outs and that that bums me out and i'll be honest you know the the model that i bought um was and i wanted to be cuz it was just too cool i went i got that's what i want 
was what Arnold Schwarzenegger was in Terminator 2. A fat boy without a windshield on there. Oh, my it was God. all black. One. That's what I want. I don't want a windshield. You have a windshield, man. Just, it's going to be... It's, it's, uh, no, I don't want a windshield. I want that bike. Right. <laughs> now, I will say this. I've ridden... I've only ridden one... Like, oh, I rode a, a street bike. That doesn't count because it's uncomfortable because I'm too big of a guy. But... I've I've ridden a bike, one bike ever that had a full size uh, windshield or windscreen or whatever the hell it's called, and it made a huge difference. It was a much better, much more comfortable ride. However, I understand. Right. Some people want the wind in their hair and that kind of shit. Out here, riding a bike at speed is a pain in the ass. It just beats the shit out of you. I me to me personally. Oh no, it does. And it, it's, like, it's, and I didn't. It's difficult. It's difficult I, to do. I thought. I thought that's what riding a bike, you know, or riding a motorcycle, that's what it that's what it's supposed to feel like. And then I rode one with a windscreen. I was like, "Holy shit, this is a huge difference." It it was fun in Myrtle Beach Bike Week down there when we got on. A friend of mine let me borrow his because he was like tired because he was down there for the entire week and was just hung over. Man, take my bike and go riding down the, the coast, you know, whatever, and through all these t-shirt and 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 Ferris wheels and yeah. drunk people and it was it was kind of cool and at certain times of night around midnight and it's humid down there, but it's blowing past you, and the lights are going. It's really neat. Oh, yeah. You know, when you're kind of just cruising slowly, it's a fun thing to do. Um, and I also had a woman I dated there for a short time that I'm just going to go ahead and say it. She wanted to go riding to pleasure herself. That's the way that it was. I'm just saying that's, that's what she did. That and she just straight up on told the you. bitch pad, quote unquote, because that's what they're called. You know this? Did she call it a bitch pad? That, yeah, they all the, the well, the well, the that's what it's called. That's your that's the whole culture, right? The backseat's oh, called y- the bitch, bitch pad. riding bitch. That's yeah, where yeah. Your bitch rides. Did you did you, uh-huh. did you ever have one of those shirts that says "If you can read this, the bitch, bitch fell, fell off"? No, I never ever. You didn't what, buy into that, Paul? What really? I, what I did do on St. <laughs> Patrick's Day though is I rode my fat boy with my kilt in Buckhead in downtown Atlanta. And got all kind of attention from 96 Rock. Remember that we talked about 96 Rock? Oh, yeah, Rock? yeah, yeah, yeah. They were uh, kind of stopped them from talking, and they brought it up. And That is funny as hell. Talked to them briefly. It was kind of cool. Had my Ray-Bans. Your Ray-Bans, no helmet, kilt, St. Patrick's Day. Just cocking the breeze. <laughs> wow. <laughs> just full, fa- full fucking conquering hero. You got to tuck it just right under, I don't mean it, you know, your kilt. Mm-hmm. Just right so it doesn't flap up too much. Yeah, thank you for doing that. Yeah, you're welcome. Mm-hmm. So On behalf I, of pedestrians and 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 well wishers. So I did that for a few years. So I, I I like it and I I get it, but now it's you know it's not one of those. I'm just not into it. Just not there. But yeah, are they going to pivot right? That's the real question. I really hope they do. So I, I I hope that they. I hope it wasn't too late. They're probably going to keep again. They're always going to make air cooled V twin a few of those, but the, but the they, sales of those those numbers are going to come. Cut in half, whatever they are. I'm uh, oh, got to yeah. do something else. Yeah, Thinking like electric stuff. But these are the same people. You know, people that love Harley's, they're not. They're anti-electric. They're anti. You know, they're not that yeah. same group. Well, they're they're pro. They're more pro traditional Harley. And the the thing is, is if you want to keep them to keep doing that, they're gonna have to pivot. Right. Just like, just like you know the you know Ford and GM and and Chrysler, they had to. They are forced to start making hybrids and and things like that. I you know I always forget about you know Honda. I for, always forget about the Honda Insight. That oh, was like yeah. the first. Early it was like on, late yeah. '90s, man. They had yep. like fucking lead acid batteries or some shit in those things, yep. like the and they were goofy looking. They were real small. I remember seeing a couple here in Kingman, like when I was in high school. I was like, "That's a goofy looking car." Because I had like uh, wheel skirts. It's so funny the when they, they're trying to yeah improve the aerodynamics. But it was so funny how the early electric cars that were kind of real attempts were 
just like I said, goofy on, on purposely goofy or something. Yeah, like, like, like they were weird. just trying to improve the yeah aerodynamics. Now, if Mr. Hinckley were on the show, he would say those were not the first by by a stretch by a hundred years. Because mm-hmm. the first the majority of cars. When when automobiles first came about, the, the majority of them were were well. They weren't all full on electric. Most of them, I think, if I remember correctly, he told me that most of them were hybrids of some sort. Mm-hmm. So you had a generator, an engine running a generator that would ge- that would that would power your battery. You just leave it idling, mm-hmm. and it would power your battery. And you put it in gear, and you're moving forward. Was the was motor. was was the electric motor? Yeah. Which is and, easy, pretty easy to do. Yeah, yeah, much easier. Far yeah. fewer moving parts. Things that you know Tesla knows now, and everybody yeah. else knows. But yeah. they, you know, the late eighteen hundreds up until I think he said pre, like pre nineteen twenty, uh, electric automobiles. Like most of most of them were electric or a hybrid, which so, is which is incredible to me. Someone I know said they saw a couple of um, maybe I don't know if you told me this or not. A couple of the what's the F one fifty electric called? The Lightning or something like that. Is that what they're calling it? Yeah, I think you're right. I think I that's I think that's what it's called. Um, saw a couple plugged in at uh, in Flagstaff. You know, they're they're, oh, they're, starting they're to testing drive them around. Yeah, now. yeah, yeah. They do a lot of stuff. But, that is pretty uh, cool. And then I saw a teardown from uh, Sandy Monroe. I guess he did a teardown of an F one fifty. They tore it all apart, and they said that. And they see he was really impressed with the battery pack and how they isolated it a certain a certain way. And there was a really thick like steel plate in the bottom protecting the batteries. Right. So they won't get punched and start shorting out. I figure Ford Ford makes. Well, I know you hate your truck. I don't, you don't hate. hate you don't hate it. There, there are certain things about it that you will like, speak can, about. Can we just not? Whatever. Yeah. There's a few things. It's like it's not that hard. But Ford, there you. It's it. You cannot deny the data, and the data is there that the F one fifty is the most sold pickup truck on earth. Yeah. And I, not, there's a I'm reason for that because they're because they're great fucking trucks. So, like, for except for their engines, they're they're uh, yeah. Well, no, for a couple of years there, some of the engines, the EcoBoost, the EcoBoost uh, V6. Yeah, they they took the same basic technology from the fucking whatever the piece of shit that engine was back in the nineties <laughs> that that Timmy had. And he had to replace all the timing. Shit that was the five point four. Yeah, that, that was one. it. Was his is an 04 or an 06. Yeah. Whatever. There's that one they need. They yeah, said, that was such a grand idea. We'll just take that and throw make them out of make EcoBoost out of them. But they didn't. They changed. They changed the design. I know. You do have the second model. I'm starting year. to rattle again now. Though I had my for thirty five hundred dollars. I had my chains replaced and the phasers. Right now, it's starting to rattle again. Oh shit. Uh huh. <laughs> remember all the rattling. Yeah. No, I remember. I remember. To do it again, and they said that was the improved phasers and improved chains. That's why I'm not happy with Ford. Well, yeah, and they're and the and the console. <laughs> yeah, that's a minor. I, thing I know you guess. hate the con. Well, you don't treat it like a minor thing. <laughs> every time, every single time I get into your truck, every single time since you've had it, like this f- fucking console. There have like, been a couple times I was, shit, I was so close fucking just, Ford engineering. Just, just to getting a, a, a chain cutter or a bolt cutter or a, or a whatever electric cutter of some kind and just cutting off the part that holds it back and just getting rid of it and going, there, there's a lid. I'll fix it later. I'll, I'll fix it the way it should be. One of later. these days you're going to be pissed off, get in your truck, and it's going to give you just the slightest amount of hassle, and you're just going to rip it off with your hand. Yep. And then I'll, and, and I'll, I'll make a better one later. And probably and, people go, hey, did you make me one? And then I'll have a whole new business on that, making carbon fiber lids that open and, up correctly. Like, and Ford will be like, you know, you, you, you need to license this. No, I don't. Maybe you don't suck. 
<laughs> I bought a boat because of your. I had I, so much money. I had I bought a boat and another plane because I made shit to replace shit that you should have done right. But you're right. They are good. They're they're solid truck. They're they're made well. Most of the parts of them. <laughs> um, right. Uh, and you, yeah, you can't deny it. And so, and they're going to have pretty good. So engineers. for them to do, and what I was going to get at is that because they're they do so well, it doesn't surprise me that someone did a teardown of them was impressed with how they put right. it all together with them doing something that's new. But they can, you know, Ford has enough money that they can buy, you know, buy a Tesla and go. How do we put the and just take that apart in one of their R and D facilities and you can in, rob in the Michigan? Good and keep the bad and throw away the bad. And that Absolutely. Kind of but show them an example. Said you could take the fully charged drive. This many miles, let's say, go camping with it, and then they have they show them all the little outlets and all the little cool electric things in the back. Right, where you can light up your area. You can run a electric if you want to do electric grill. You can have electric grill and do this and do that. And they were making some mixed drinks and blenders and stuff like that. Yeah, all electric. So he said the big thing that Sandy was in, which I totally agree. With, he goes, you don't have to have a fucking generator. You right. Have to power all this crap. Yeah. And he goes, even the Honda quad generators, they're still making noise. Yeah. And they still have gas fumes. They're just belching out. Fucking, you know, locally smelly fucking yeah. fuel. Absolutely. So that's the cool, because that's what I think it's going to really sell it to a lot of people. You can quietly plug in to whatever you're charging, whatever you're doing, whatever you're making, or little lights, or, of course, now all the LED lights and the very efficient cookers and that kind of shit is quiet. So I have a theory about uh, uh, Mr. Musk. That yeah. uh, So that I, I read uh, last week they put the Tesla truck on the back burner. The right? truck truck. The truck truck. They put it on the back I mean burner. the big truck. No, the pickup oh, the truck. Cyber the cyber truck. The cyber truck. I don't want to call it a cyber truck. That just sounds dumb. That's a they, dumb name. They said they put it on the back yes, burner? Yes, it's put on the back burner. Okay. So here's my theory. He was never going to make a cyber truck. Okay. He was never going to mass produce that. He did that to get the other guys to go, shit, he's making a fucking truck. And saw all the hype and all the pre-orders and all that shit. Like, <laughs> so. Okay. And what's he and, gonna do? And and he just and he pulled the truck. I don't think he ever intended on on making the so truck. So I theory, think it was all. You're, you're my, serious about this? You, my theory you is think he's that, not gonna actually make a pickup truck. Uh, yeah. If so, it's gonna be ten years from now. I, I think. I think. I have to look that up. Uh, if he actually is. No, it's officially. I mean, it was on the. Well, I mean, the. I thought it was just delayed, like it usually is. Sorry for. I thought it was just delayed, like it usually is. I I'm fairly certain it's uh. It's backburnered, like officially. So this this, um, this factory in Texas is not going to be making. In- no, that's the that was the that's also that was going to be for trucks. He didn't specifically say cyber trucks. So it was going to be for trucks. Because the, semi the semis are already starting to put them together. They're already like they're out in the wild. Right. Um, they're doing jobs already. There's people driving them. So uh, okay, so small, okay, small. Let's product. run with your down your okay. rabbit hole algorithm. Um. So what are all these people going to be that ordered? There were like a half a million. I think there were a lot of orders, actually. There were a lot of orders for it, yeah. Yeah, like a But it was like $100 or something like that. So like right. you either give them their money back or tell them, hey, no, it's going to no, be a few years. Fine. Forget the money. Yeah. Just fine. You have your money back. But now they're like, God damn it. I want, that's what I wanted. I wanted one of those funny looking trucks. Right. You're just going to alienate a lot of piece of people probably. Potentially. But the other thing is, too, is that uh, he got, he's uh, Dodge and Ford or Chrysler and Ford and GM are all putting out hybrid or fully electric trucks within the next five years. Sure. They're going to need a place to charge. The charging standard so far as of right now is Tesla, is Tesla's charger. Right. Like the the standard, you know, the well, plug-in, I, I right? I did read recently that they're opening up to other 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 vehicles. Well, eventually. Chargers. Yes, absolutely, and that's the thing. So 
if you set the standard, you kind of end up and you have a non-Tesla car or vehicle that you want to charge at a Tesla supercharger, you're going to have to use their shit and pay them money. So they're still going to get money, and then they don't have to build any trucks. They're just going to get money because the three biggest manufacturers of, of trucks on Earth is Chrysler and GM and Ford, and they're all building electrics or hybrid or plug-in uh, plug hybrids. Is this a theory you heard on Reddit? Or read on Reddit? No, 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 no. This was this was on a car blog mm-hmm. that I didn't. I don't like. They kind of put some, took some pieces and put them together, and then I went a step further that that Tesla was never actually going to make a Cybertruck. But fairly recently, within the last <laughs> week or two, he was on an interview talking about the size of the Cybertruck and the di- dimensions and what it was going to be, and that this modification was made and. Or something oh, I, like that. I didn't that. hear about that. Yeah, and he said it's gonna look. You know, it it basically looks the same, but there are some other changes that we had to make for production reasons or yeah, something. I don't it know. It wasn't that long ago. I oh, we just have a discussion. I'm just wondering. I like that. Well, I, 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 I would like to see it happen just because I want to see that truck on the road. I w- because I know there's because I you know uh, I don't know. I think it was uh, Dan and Charlie, you know, construction guys. Mm-hmm. I talked to them about it, you know, a year ago. And somebody had said something about the truck. You know, it looks dumb. I was like, ah, eh, it looks aggressive. It does look. It looks a little too. It looks what I would call retro futuristic. Like if you watched an '80s movie, what they thought 2021 was going to be, right. it, most of the vehicles look like that. Right. That's kind of the way I look at it. But I mean, think about how fucking handy it would be. And Dan's like, "What do you mean?" I'm like, well, "You, like, you wouldn't have to plug in anything. You just show up with your electric tools already charging in the bed of your truck on the way Which to is the what job the Ford site." Is now, also, they, they were showing yeah, how many tools they could right. charge up. So those and those ideas, I guarantee you, those those ideas are people are like, "Fuck, that's a good idea." And it's just, I to me, like there are people that were talking about. Um, well, I would never drive that. Well, you're not in construction. That this right. not not Dan and Charlie. These are other people. Yeah, you know, and it's like, well, you're not, you're not you're not in construction you're not going to job sites you don't need that stuff like you you have a pickup truck because you like pickup trucks. a lot of people bring generators for that purpose yes they have exactly. a generator running because they don't have power on the job site that was the other thing to charge our like, batteries i remember telling talking to tim about it i'm like you know that 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 pull behind you have that uh that you know camper the, uh, the camp trailer or whatever you wouldn't have to run a generator on it and he's like there's no way that thing could power it i'm like that i yeah. can yes it fucking can it could power I guarantee you that thing could power for an entire four or five days at the lake. It would take care of your AC, your this and this and this is like all that stuff. You could and also have, still be able to you could also make up a, or you can have someone build you for not that much. I mean, it's, they're not cheap, whatever. A large auxiliary battery pack. Absolutely. You and that, throw in the back of your pickup yes. truck and yep. charge your whole camper. I would love to do that. I yeah. think that would be great. Just to have like, and you know, just to have pull up with your, your truck and your camper and a ridiculous sound system. Like, how? What are you gonna? Where's your generator? I don't need one. I have a cyber truck. It's, or it's already. <laughs> or, I have it, a, or I have a. I have a Ford Lightning. It, it could be in a, You could put in the back of your truck. Yes. You know this hunk of battery. Oh, so did you know that they made electric Ford Rangers? Doesn't surprise me. For three years, I think it was. There's not very many of them. I, I think they only the, made about fifteen or twenty. No, in the, the late nineties. Oh. Yeah, they were they were geared towards short. Uh, they were fleets. They were yeah. supposed to be fleet cars, and there's still a bunch of them out there. But they're very, very, very inefficient uh, batteries right. and and all that. So people have been buying those and replacing the batteries with Tesla batteries, and just <laughs> and buying Tesla like they're buying like used motors, like from a wrecked Tesla or something like that. And, and that putting stuff. in a Ford Ranger, and I'm just like, God 
damn it, I kind of want to do that. That'd be so cool. It would be. It would be. It would be cool, but it would be a shit ton of work. So short haul and delivery is perfect, though, right? For like a like a medium or bigger size city, and that's what Amazon's doing. You know, Bezos is buying, yeah. to buying a shitload of these electric I mean, delivery that, vehicles. That fucking guy. Yeah, that guy. And then he is kind of a doofus. Um, he's a, he's a doofus. He's also a little. Uh, I don't know. Uh, He's one of those guys that maybe shouldn't do a lot of public speaking because he doesn't understand his audience. Yeah, like when he first got when he, when he went up into space ish and came back down, uh, immediately was like, I want to thank uh, the Amazon employees right. and anyone who's ever bought anything from right. Amazon because you made went, oh, you made that happen oh for me. And God. I'm just like, get the fuck out! Of, that is not what you want to say when you're in the midst. You got like, I, but I think you know what? I, in his mind, I think he's thinking to himself. You know, people don't. Some people don't like me, and, and I need to recognize at least that they've helped me get to. That's what he's thinking. Like, yeah, they, they get, can help me get to space, and maybe they'll sound better if I recognize that they helped me get yeah, here. He wasn't. I don't think. I so think. Bad. I don't think he was genuinely trying to be a dick or be smug. No, I, I don't think, think he, he was. Either. He was. He thought that was a genuinely good thing to say, which is what I'm. And, and so, like the, the 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 words may have sucked, but the feeling was probably good. Right now, he did. They did say like he he was talking about how you know they want to. He, he I got some clarity when I went up there and all that. And there's a concept, and I can't remember the concept, but it. Um, I want to say it was Gene Cernan. I think it was him that had a quote and said, "When you go up there and you realize just how insignificant we are as humans, and all the wars and the petty arguing and all of that other bullshit, you want to take every politician, oh, yeah, shake him by the, uh, sh- grab him by the collar, look at that, you son of a bitch!" Like, right. and, like, and he's very aggressive about it. And there's a term for that, and almost every astronaut out there has had some sort of life-changing experience of clarity like you're saying yeah so that's maybe that's what it ought to be and people ought to take mushrooms and they ought to go up there you take mushrooms in space and, or, and go and then come down and go all right we're, we're just we're changing we're shifting our you know how uh how tony stark after he came back from exactly that you know, when he was when he came back from uh was afghanistan i think it was and, right. and he was in captivity for months he made his first prototype iron man suit. yeah and he came back and said we're changing we're pivoting we're not going to be warmongers anymore oh cool the texting sound is back i, I don't know what happened Oh, I know what happened. Your volume's on, and it's, you're still connected it, to the speaker. It's connected to this, and connected to the, yeah, my phone's connected to my iPad, which is connected to the Bluetooth speaker that we have now in the studio. <laughs> I need to just turn off those notifications when we have. So you should yeah. stream next uh, next time. So that's what's going to happen. I and should. Then I, I can turn. You can you can Bluetooth. You can hook up to your to the speaker. No, I would. I we should have turned it off. Turn what off? The speaker? speaker. I know we could do that too. That's okay. Um, so I was thinking about Bezos the other day too. But if you like, you know, he he was really kind of geeky and dweeby, and so was Musk. You know, he went through kind of a little bit of a look change. But Musk needs to be a little more polished up, though. I think he needs to spend a little bit of money on his his look. He could be almost. He could be almost Stark. You know, a little more dressed, a little bit better, a little more badass. A little bit, yeah, but he's, he's not. He's Musk. I, I he's know. Elon. He's old, old Musky. But if you look at also, if you look at Bezos with the certain photographs that he's in, where he's controlled, it's like that guy's kind of a badass looking dude. He's in good shape. Yeah, he's he in himself. good shape. He, he, yeah. He, but then he starts talking. And it's like, oh, yeah, no, no shit. He's he's not well spoken at all. No. He just undoes everything. And Richard Branson is a little more polished. He knows how to. Richard knows how to do. Richard Branson built his empire on hanging out with rock stars on so marketing. He, he, it, yeah. Well, well, it started off. Uh, he, uh, he was doing, it was a clothing store and he was outfitting, uh, all the, like the, the punkers, the early punk, on, punk rockers in London. Absolutely. That's like the, started Virgin like Records. the sex, the sex pistols and all that stuff. Like that's 100% done by him. 
that's was, why he wanted to get his own record him. label. That's why I said, "Fuck it, we're gonna make our own record." Yes, exactly. Yeah. That's exactly. Nobody want to sign him. Fuck him. But we're gonna sign. We're gonna start our own. We're calling it Virgin Records. Yeah. Right. And then, and then it just, he built an empire on seeing how rock stars do things. So that's why he's always had long blonde hair and like a close crop beard that kind of looks like five o'clock shadow. He's like, right. looks like he might be hung over from partying with models the night before. Like right. that. Richard Branson puts that out there. The thing about that guy is there's a reason why why his uh, his empire was started off being called Virgin because he was a virgin until he was like 28. They didn't lose his virginity. Oh, really? I think he was like 25 or something like that. Even because he was just super nervous around women. I remember seeing pictures of him, like like some black and white on purpose, black and white pictures though, a long time ago, early at Virgin Records, and he was really more goofy looking too. Very goofy. I mean, and he definitely made himself up. Rock stars, rock stars made him into the rock star that he is. And that's why he's like just all very cool and casual right it's just proof jeff bezos and elon musk two those two guys are proof positive that you can't buy cool right you have to develop it and richard's always smiling when he's talking he's always smiling and always uh um um smiling and speaking with it with a with a, with a with almost a laugh or a smile he's never like angry looking He's always a very positive. Everything he says, almost for the most part, it's is always positive, kind of positive, sort of positive, forward thinking, all that kind of stuff. You know, we're we're going. This is fantastic. We're gonna yeah. do this and this. And, you know, so it's always you know he knows how to. He still didn't go to how space. To, how to put it out there? <laughs> Actually, I want to argue with Al Bowers. I'm not going to argue with Al Bowers on literally anything ever. Uh, no, I just I I found I found it hilarious that those two went into space uh, within a, like a week or so of each other. And there was a huge debate on whether or not they actually went to space, and then Al just fucking just quashed the well, whole thing. Well, no, what really changed everything also is that the FAA wasn't going to debate what space was or mm-hmm. what space wasn't, but they changed what they're going to call you. It's not going to be that they changed the definition of right, which is not going to be an astronaut anymore unless you're part of the crew or you're doing this or you're pertinent to the mission, which is what I talked about a while back. Yeah, you can't just be a fucking. You can be strapped in, but you can't be a passenger. You can you get cannot be just a passenger, right? It, it, be like astronaut. getting astronaut wings just because you rode to space and paid for it and did absolutely zero work to do so is kind of like me calling myself a pilot because when I was a kid on Southwest Airlines, they gave me the plastic, right? Like plastic wings when you visit the pilot. You right. know, back when you used to be able to go to the cockpit, right? Which is still to this day cool fucking experience, and that sucks. The kids today they will don't do not anymore. have that. They don't do they it because they, they have no idea. It sucks. That is that is one thing. Like Portia thought that was incredible. Like that she oh she she saw a picture of me standing like in between the two pilots, and they're like turned around. You know, they're turned around looking looking at the camera. My grandpa, grandpa or grandma, somebody they took a picture of me. Holding like holding my pilot's wings that they gave me because those guys mm-hmm. gave me metal ones. They're from United, mm-hmm. and I they're they're actual metal wings. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but and she's like, "Were you guys on the ground?" I'm like, "Nope, we're flying. We're in mid-flight. They don't do that anymore." Yep. Thanks a lot, Osama bin Laden. Yeah. God damn it. It's fucked up. It's fucked up. That's the way it is. Hey, you want to take a break? Yes, let's do that. All right, we'll be back.
the Olympics. The 2020 Olympics are on, <laughs> going yeah, on right now in sure. 2021. Yeah. Uh, it's been a shit show. I have not been watching. It, I, I've not actually watched. The, I've seen some highlights. That's it. I haven't watched any actual events. I, I got up really, really early one day and watched uh, about, well, early, uh, like 2 a.m., like woke up at 2 a.m. to watch the surfing competition. Okay. Because there's there's one surfer who who's who was competing for the, U, the United States that I met. Okay. So that was really cool. How'd he do? Uh, he did not do well. <laughs> he didn't okay. even come close to meddling. The funny thing is, like, there's uh, cause, you know, the Olympics, like, it's 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 based off the country, mm -hmm. right? And first and foremost, uh, somebody explained. Oh, Jason, our friend Jason, explained to me. He's a big sports stats guy. I'm like, why does the USA suck in basketball in the Olympics now? Like they used to just dominate. They used to be, yeah. They, they used, used to, to just slaughter, fucking slaughter everybody. And he said, uh, and I said, and he goes, well, "What do you mean?" I said, "Well, go back to the '92 Dream Team." And granted, that was that was almost 30 years ago, right? And those guys are all every single person on that team is a Hall of Famer now. Yeah. They weren't then. There's a two Hall of Famers then. They were already in the Hall of Fame. They came out of retirement to play, but why why did they dominate throughout the '90s and then just started to suck? And he said. He said, "You first and foremost, you have to understand the guys on the team on the USA like men's basketball team. They don't play on a team together. This is the only time they do that. So they they only had a few weeks to prepare to practice together to become cohesive as a team. Yeah, except so, they did dominate again back in the okay, yeah right. Okay, so that's what I, that was my counterpoint. I said, what about the dream team? Those guys never played on a team. None of those guys played on teams together except uh, Jordan Pippen." I think, yeah, Jordan and Pippen were the only two on that team, if I remember correctly, that that played on a team together. And one of the ones uh, I remember was Kobe Bryant was on one of them. I yeah, think oh, on, yeah, I think it was a couple times. Yeah, okay. like in 08 and 12, I think he was on it. I think um, we won the gold then, too, I think. Probably. Yeah. So anyway. the other thing is, too, there's far, far more NBA uh, players that are from other countries that they don't play on. They go back to their home country and play on those teams. So you have NBA players not just on a USA basketball team, but on like Italy, Greece, France, mm. uh, um, Belgium's got like two guys. Like there's there's a bunch of teams that have NBA players on them now. It wasn't like that in the in the early '90s, in the mid mid to late so '90s. These NBA players, you go had a handful. You had people like Vladi Divac and uh, uh, God, who else? I'm trying to remember the more. See, there there weren't that many these days. It's like a you know a quarter of each team is from from another country. So when the Olympics comes around, they don't play on the USA team. They go to their home country. So now you have NBA players on other teams, and so they're playing NBA players against other NBA players, and that's why they're not dominating like they are. They're and they're critically low scoring games like. Yesterday, I think it was like the U.S. beat. I can't remember who they were playing. They they beat them. Uh, they, whoever they were they were playing. They they beat them like seventy to sixty eight. They're oh. super super low scoring game, but that's because you've got uh, more NBA players from other other countries that have gone back to their home country and played. So, so these, that, that was interesting um, to me. These so the, but they normally they would play in the states and make money doing that, mm -hmm. but they. So they don't really make the same kind of money. It's not the same deal in Latvia or something like that if you've got a a person playing for the team over there in Europe 
A team in Europe. They don't have so their NBA. Oh, usually yeah. they make their money. They come to America. They make all their money. Hundred times more. But they really are. They're not American citizens. They right are they're, citizens of wherever the hell it is. Yeah, and they go back to their home country to represent their country. Totally get that, and that's I respect it. that. I think this didn't happen. This wasn't back in the nineties. It, it wasn't happening as, as as it wasn't as prevalent. Okay, you did. You had a handful, like maybe say well, we'll say ten. Uh-huh. Say ten. Uh, ten players in the. I, 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 that's what Jason throws. Like maybe you had maybe ten players. That were from countries that had Olympic teams back in, in the nineties, and, and they would like, go and they would do that back then too. But it was like ten out of which is nothing uh, out really. of a thousand players. You know yeah. what I mean? So now you have a few hundred, and they all go back when when the season's over. They go back to their home country, practice with that team, with their their you know home, uh, home country team. So anyway, um, there's one of the best surfers out there. His last name is Igarashi. He's actually from. Uh, Hawaii, but he was born in Japan. So he's a Hawaiian-bred surfer, but his par- he was born in Japan. His parents are from Japan. Mm-hmm. So he went to Japan to play for them in the Tokyo Games. And he he didn't win, but he medaled. I think he got a bronze. The 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 now I will say this Carissa Moore for the women's team. She was one of the there was only two there's two surfers, uh, two two men and two women. You know, for those of you who don't know the surfing, this is the first year that surfing's been in the Olympics, which it kind of falls in that category of thing that I've always said kind of maybe shouldn't be in the Olympics because it's you you have judges. Anytime you have judges, right. my, my gymnastics, father, figure skating, things like that. My father had a theory. He said, that's fine for exhibition only. That's it. He said, but if you can't measure it. Yeah, if you can't accurately it measure is, it, no matter what it is. Because like you, it shouldn't be part of the Olympics. It's too, too subjective. I was speaking, uh, talking about this on Friday night with a friend of mine at, the, at Blackbridge, uh, uh, McKaylee. Shout out to her. She listens occasionally when she has time. And uh, she's a, she was a gymnast, and she was a gymnastics coach here in town. Gymnast from the time she was like four to like 21 or something like that. And I said, you know, I, 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 I told her that, and she goes, well, that's, God damn it, because we're watching women's gymnastics. I'm like, nah, I'm not saying that they're not the, some of the best fucking athletes on oh, the planet. that's not the discussion. That's, that's not the discussion. It's yeah. how do you measure how good they are. And someone could really get ripped off. So, someone could get you. You absolutely yeah. could, and, and it's happened before. And she goes, you know, I never thought about it like that. And I said a lot of people don't like to have that conversation because they, you, a lot of people can't get past the, the that it's insulting to the athletes. It's not but insulting. They dedicate their entire lives up to that point. Absolutely, I, I get it. and they're the cream of the crop, the absolute best, and they fucking dominate. The thing is, is how do you measure it? You can measure. I was, and she goes, okay, explain this to me. I said, okay, there's judges. And it's it's there's there's objectivity there that could that humans can't be a hundred percent objective. You're going to be biased in us to at least to a small degree, mm-hmm. at the very least. So you can measure a you know, a starting pistol goes off and a runner takes off and whoever gets the best time and gets there at the end first. You can measure that. It's very easy. There's no judges there. Mm-hmm. You know, really, and it's it's measurable. Same thing goes with swimming, so on and so forth. You know. And she's like, and I said, you know, the sports like surfing, skateboarding, uh, figure skating, you know, yes, yeah, skateboarding, figure skating, gymnastics. It's really hard to, to, it's, it's, it's impossible to quantify that stuff. Yeah. Now, unless you're talking about something that they're talking about doing exhibition in ne- the next summer games is going to be France, but the surfing competition is going to be. Uh, surfing competition will be in Tahiti, which is French Polynesia. Right. So they're gonna do big wave surfing as a as a thing. Now that you can quantify because you you know how tall the waves are. And you're like whoever caught and rode the biggest wave the longest, you know, they can do that. 
You so, could put a yeah, you yeah. Could, yeah. But anyway, uh, yeah, John John Florence was the is he's one of the best surfers of all time, and he's just born and bred on the North Shore of, of Oahu. He knows his shit. He is a great surfer, but he just didn't he just didn't do well. He made it. He didn't even make it. Like he wasn't even in the top ten. I think he was ranked like twelfth. Wow. It sucks. It's it that that really sucks. Um, but Carissa Moore on the on the women's you know the women's team for the U.S. women's team. She's native Hawaiian. Da, 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 all that she won gold which is i fucking thought that was cool as hell so the big news is it is it one of the big news unfortunately is the covid whole thing are there other are athletes yeah there's that? there's are, are, are there rules where you've got to drop out if you've got covid they absolutely are sending you doesn't home. matter who you yep. are yeah that's it oh yeah it doesn't matter like the uh two american golfer or one one american golfer was it uh duchambeau and some other guy tested positive so they're not even in i and i didn't know golf was in the olympics anyway for some reason I think it hasn't I, been that many years. I think I don't. I don't think so either. Yeah. Um. Anyway. Uh. Yeah. So, but the but there's been other drama too. Like, with there's there's the COVID thing. There's Tokyo and Japan. Japan and specifically Tokyo started spike. Yeah. Case getting... of the Del- Delta variant, like about two weeks before the Olympics, they were, they were like, we can't postpone it another year. There was we just serious can't discussion about them canceling it though. There really just was canceling it, and that sucks because they spent billions of dollars oh, yeah. to, you know, to to build everything. You know, that's a, a lot of pe- a lot of folks don't realize that is like how much money a city spends yep. to host the Olympics, hoping that it happens and that they make their money back and then some. Well, and there's also I remember they had it when they had Atlanta in 96 or whatever the heck that was. It was yep. um, the uh, some of the places, some of the venues like I think the, the diving was built on the Georgia Tech campus, I think. Which is now now it's a you know it's a place where people go and practice and right you can learn you know they're probably going to attract more divers there yeah and compete for the Georgia you know that's the whole thing and then the stadium might be used for Georgia State or you know that's that's what you you hope but a lot of places have residual venues that never really get used or oh absolutely and, and just, then they just die like yeah, a Sochi just, like Sochi tear them down yeah like Sochi the Sochi Olympics all that shit started deteriorating six months after yeah. the Sochi Olympics but it's not <clears> getting <throat> used it's yeah. Just not, yeah and then you have the uh, Winter Olympics that were is it was it 84 that it was in um, oh shit Eastern Europe 84, you said? Yeah, it was 84. It was in... Uh, shit, I can't remember. I cannot remember what country it was in. Oh. And uh, what town... It was specifically what town it was in. Is that the one that was uh, in right before, during war? Or it was, was like going Bosnia on? or something? Yeah, it wasn't like, Bosnia. It was... It was... It was... Herzegovina. It wasn't Bosnia and Herzegovina. It was... But it was... It was that area of the world. And... It was within two years afterward that they started... There were bombs and there's yeah, this and that. it was all war got all fucked up. Yeah, it was all... Yeah. Anyway, what the fuck was that place? Uh, yeah, it's gonna bug me. Wow. Uh, but anyway, the um, you please look that up. I can't. Yeah, move I know. On. I we, cannot move. You can't on. move past it. Can't do it. It's not Slovenia, like we said. We just said we can't. That's not it. We're stuck on that. So yeah, slow. Not Slovenia. No, it's like Yugoslavia, like a former Yugoslavia. Sarajevo. Sarajevo. Thank you. Yeah. Yes. Bo- oh, that was in Bosnia Herzegovina. Okay. Yeah. So by '86, that's when the war started, and by like 1990, it was just fucked, fucked up. F- f- everything bombed out. Everything was fucked. Yeah. Um. Anyway, there was something else going to talk about. The, yeah. Well, there's. I'm not there's really other, watching the, I'm just. I feel I, bad. Well, there, the other thing too is, that, and and she's catching a lot of hell for it, but there's. It's really uh, bringing a lot of things to the forefront and forcing a, a national discussion. 
but Simone Biles. The quitter. I'm, I'm, so, I'm kidding. God I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, uh, the, yeah, Simone Biles is, uh, you know, uh, I'm sure people that listen to this podcast know who she is, but she is considered, <laughs> she's, as of right now, she's tied for the most uh, Olympic uh, gold medals uh, for women. But we still have one a, of our team, I can't remember her name, our team, she won the overall that was the, uh, with the, uh, the, the Chinese sounding name female won the overall because we, we, she was Biles was was slated to win she was expected to win because mm-hmm. she was so good but she pulled out and then one of our other her teammates won right and I can't think of her name offhand it was a Chinese sounding name I'm sorry so uh, but yeah she she pulled out because of mental health issues and things like that and and I respect the hell out of that there's a lot of people that don't they're like you're an Olympian suck it the fuck up. But here's the other thing. Something I found out just recently, just just off chance, ended up listening. I don't get a chance to listen. And it sounds arrogant. I don't get a chance to listen to many podcasts because I don't have a lot of time. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, but I I try. But Rogan had somebody on the other day that I really want to listen to, and they were talking about it. Rogan did some deep digging and called around, and finally got was able to get some like gather some real data. She takes um. Uh, Adderall for ADHD, ADHD and adult onset depression, which is a, a which is 100% medically approved. That's one of the reasons why they prescribe it. But it's methylphenidate. You cannot. Uh, they don't because that that drug isn't legal and approved for human use in Japan. They couldn't use it. She it would be considered a performance well, enhancing so, drug. So then that's why she started. So she had to go off of her fucking mental health meds no. to compete, and then people get mad when she has to drop out because she's fucking having suicidal thoughts at the fucking Olympics. That's where I'd have them. <laughs> no shit. <laughs> Uh, so oh, and there's no fans, right? All isn't it and true? That's the other thing too is people are saying that they're having trouble performing because they didn't. Nobody, none of them have ever performed. Uh, not none of them. A lot of them are used to performing in front of fans that are in the stands, and there's right. no fans around. And they it's said it's kind of weird, like a scrimmage or something. Yeah, it's like performing in silence. It's like everybody says, it feels like they're at practice. Yeah, and that's that. Uh, that's that. That makes it weird. But the Simone Biles thing, I really feel for. Her How old is she? Twenty four. So she's, she's considered probably, "quote unquote" ancient in the in the gymnastics yeah, world. Yeah, so she may not do another round here. She may, she ball. might not. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, she's. I think this is her fourth Olympics, third third Olympics. I third, think we've got yeah, some pretty third. good uh, gold medal. Like we've got some good swimmers this year that have played, oh shit, yeah, gold and stuff. Ledecky, she fucking murdered it. Like she's been doing since '08. Yeah, she's a badass. Um, <clears throat> I think the medal count's pretty good for the U.S., but everybody always says, oh, yeah, the medal count. Well, we have a pretty big country, too. I mean, you yeah. have a lot of tiny countries that, mm-hmm. what was the one person when they were from the Philippines or something? They were their first gold medal ever? First gold medal ever for the Philippines. And it was a uh, weightlifting, I yeah. think. It was, uh, they won. Yeah, something. it was like powerlifting or something like that. Yeah. So yeah. They're going to be a god when they get back Oh, shit, to, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, their, their life is set now. The um, One of the other things I love about the Olympics is you get to see countries really like uh, their true, kind of their true nature, because you're getting people out out from their countries, away from their countries, typically, you know, obviously to another country to compete. Mm-hmm. And you always, you've had this basically since the Soviet Union has existed, right? And China, where they're worried about those people going oh, and, seeing and, not com- and, yeah. and not coming back, right? And, 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 so and, them, and defecting. A lot of them really kind of, it keep them corralled. It happened this morning. Oh, it did. Something it happened this morning. I was just reading it earlier uh, that she, um, who she, she's from. Right? I can't. Oh, her name is way too long to okay. pronounce. She's from Belarus, okay. right? Okay. And I don't know if you know. Earlier this year, there's a uh, 
what's the guy's name? Lukashenko is the mm-hmm. the premier in uh, at uh, in uh, Belarus, and he's been in power since 1994. Been there a little long in the tooth. Oh yeah. yeah, a little long in the tooth. So, uh, and people are getting sick and tired of his shit uh, of mm-hmm. the just like the the corruption in government and things like that. So there were massive protests like all spring, like for like three and a half, four months. There was massive protests everywhere, riots, and so. This morning, uh, so this athlete, I don't even know what she does. I, I don't know what her, her sport is, but she refused to leave. Wow. And she officially asked for sanctuary from the, the, the you know, in, uh, from the, gov- the Japanese government. And they granted it to her because wow. she's because because the Japanese government declared Belarus as a uh, what do they call that? uh I don't. I don't know what they call it. Actually, like an endangered of like, uh, uh, some kind of a, well, like if if they uh, feel like if somebody can say, look, like if you, if I went to the Olympics, right, right, and uh, I competed and whatever, and I was I was scared of going home because of Paul Gosar, and I, because of Paul Gosar, <laughs> or Doug Ducey or something like that, <laughs> they're gonna be like, go fucking back. You have. You have elections, like you don't have right. a totalitarian government. Not like an because you're from the U.S. country or something like yeah, that. At, whatever something like is. that. It was like an at, at risk like or, or high high profile or something, something like that. Yeah. And so they they're giving her a sanctuary, which is yeah. hilarious because Bella. I know Lukashenko is going to be pissed, but they're like fuck you, you're leader of Belarus uh, going up against Japan. Eat dicks. So that's going to be not going to end in a good way. Probably when Belarus crumbles, it's going to be a big. It's, it's coup or it, something. They're saying that that's going to be the next one. The, the yeah. next, the next one that will collapse worldwide. So we probably have some satellites monitoring. Oh, that I'm area. sure we do. No, no question. Definitely a buildup in like the North Sea or whatever. Yeah. yeah. The uh, yeah the let's see the Olympics. There was something else I wanted to bring up about it. Oh, I, I don't recall. Uh, there was there was one other thing that was kind of cool, but I uh, that I that it forced a conversation because of surfing. Being involved, what are you? What are you looking for? Make sure I had this off, which oh. I don't think I do. Uh, yeah. The um, it was the surfing thing, and it just forced a conversation. So now there's big name magazines and and newspapers talking about. Uh, so you know they surfing started and essentially started in Hawaii. Mm-hmm. They invented it. They perfected it. The best surfers in the world oh, I know are you're usually from Hawaii. Not, people are getting upset about the the fact that they that when when somebody is from Hawaii and they go and surf in a worldwide anyone any of the competitions around the world, right. they surf under the flag of Hawaii. Right. Not the United States flag. So you have two Hawaiian natives, right? Well, you have John John Florence who was you know born and raised in Hawaii, right? You have Carissa Moore, also born and raised on on Maui, but she's half native Hawaiian. Those two, when they surf around the world, are always under the Hawaiian flag. And it's usually the sovereign nation of Hawaii flag, which is kind of like a protest, right? Sure. They the International Olympic Committee would not they had a signature or they had like some a petition with like forty thousand signatures supporting it, and the IOC just ignored it. They didn't even make a statement on it because they don't want to get involved in the politics of it. Yeah, yeah. And then you'd have people who are like, well, they're fucking, they're part of America. Like, well, they're kind of technically not part of, quote, America because they're a, a Pacific Island nation or Pacific Island state. Right. So they're not part of North America or South America. So are they part of the United States? Of course they are. Like America, Samoa they, or yeah, Puerto right. Rico or something. Yes. Yeah. It, but they're, but, you know. But Puerto Rico so there's their own Puerto Rico's, people. Yes, they do. Anyway, go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, American Samoa. Yeah, hundred percent. They all have their own Olympic teams. Yeah. So, that having been said, it forces a conversation about sovereignty and what you should and should not be allowed to do. 
people were kind of demonizing them. John John Florence stayed out of it because he's a smart. He's smart because he's like, I'm a white guy from Hawaii. I'm not Hawaiian, and there's a distinction there. Right. And I like I, I like that he said he said I I don't really have a dog in this fight. I'm from Hawaii, and when I surf around the world, I surf under the Hawaiian flag because I feel it's different than being from Southern California. It just is. I think That's Bill Maher was talking was, about this still a little bit too. Like people were kind of this may not be the same argument, the same discussion, but it had to do with. Yeah, who was first to do surfing kind of thing. It was kind of a controversy. It had to be the same thing. I have to go back and watch his monologue again. But it was like, look, how do they really know that a Hawaiian person was the first one to stand on a piece of wood in the surf and it wasn't someone else? They, it might not have been a Hawaiian was first to do it, but right. they're the ones that are attributed to it. Or that, recognized. That's just a, are recognized as yeah. a, around the world. Like, and, right. no, and, and I mean... You had European exploration going on, uh, you know, from basically thirteen late thirteen hundreds through the eighteen hundreds, right? Mm-hmm. Various, uh, you know, you had you know Italy, England, Portugal, Spain, uh, all of those nations. They were exploring all over the world. And Captain Cook went and hit the found the Hawaiian Islands. That was the first time that anybody had ever documented these people are standing on planks of wood and riding these waves. It's the first time that's that it was documented. They probably like they probably like what the what the fuck, the fuck is what that? are you doing? Right. right. So and and not just that and not planks of wood, but like their their uh their uh boats, their oh, those, uh, row, their, those, yeah, those the things they canoes. haul ass on. Uh-huh. Yeah. So they surf with those too, which is incredible to see something that's like twenty eight feet long yeah. and has like just twelve people on in it. Just, it. Here they it's go. Crazy. Anyway, yeah. so there's that. There it forced a discussion about that, which I think was was really has been really cool because I keep seeing these articles pop up more and more. Like it, it the first time I read about it, it was like uh, maybe four or five months ago, and that was like the Honolulu Dispatch or whatever their news daily newspaper is mm-hmm. in Honolulu. They were talking about. You know the petition that they're trying to get you know the IOC to to uh, to recognize mm-hmm. them to fly and or to compete under the Hawaiian flag, and you know the surfers kind of they kind of stayed out of the argument. They let other people kind of as they, they figure should. That, as they, they don't want to get drawn they, into it either. No, like, they don't. Oh, they don't. Now I'm a surf man. Now Carissa Moore did comment on it because she's native Hawaiian. She's the only person. In the, uh, that's the other thing too. Is the only native Hawaiian that was on. The U.S. Olympic team. Oh shit! Yeah, on the, the surf team. The only yeah. one on the U.S. Yeah, on the U.S. Uh, the surf team. Yeah. Now, granted, there's only four people on that team: two two men, two women. But there were some people that were kind of upset about that, like the the sport that they invented and perfected. Not they're not really getting much representation in there. Now, if you're not as good and you haven't won as many contests, you shouldn't dumb the rest of the sport down just to satisfy. Right. Just to satisfy that, but they're still the top surfers in the world. So, like, if you if you eliminated uh, folks like from if you just if you said okay, we're gonna have Hawaii is gonna have its own surf team, and then the U.S. has its own surf team as well, mm-hmm. right? Then you're gonna open things up a little bit more because and once you knock the two of the four people on that team off that are from California and let them surf on the U.S. team, and you have a Hawaiian team, then you have four you have four people that are native that are from Hawaii. Mm-hmm. Which is a little more proper, and I think that that was probably the way to do it. But the IOC didn't. I don't think they. I think Jesus, your notifications on that speaker are a little bit much. Yeah, Paul bought the biggest Bluetooth speaker I've ever seen in my entire life. 
Uh, it's, I, I think they they come. Bigger no, than I'm that. sure they're bigger than that. But it's still but when you when you did some music in the space, and uh, mm-hmm. now it's tied to my iPad, which I'm just got a text, and it mm-hmm. came over the speaker. <laughs> so there it is. Anyway, as it wasn't annoying enough years ago, now yes, it's on the now it's speaker. now it's amplified. Thank you. <laughs> now it has really good bass response, so it scares the poop. It does out sound of me. different. Yeah, yeah, it it's, does. It sounds it does, more crisp. It's got, Your notification <laughs> sounds are so much more crisp, and we appreciate it. Yeah. Um, anyway, so I have mixed emotions about that one too because it's supposed to be. I mean, it, Hawaii is a state. It is a state, but if you you got to go there and experience it, I know it is it's kind different. of it's kind of a different country. Yeah, Timmy told me that before I got there. He goes, "You got to remember, this is kind of like a different country," and he was fucking right. No, he I, I understand right. that. Yeah. So, but but I I I don't know. I I definitely see both sides of it. When are the uh, closing ceremonies? Is it are we over with the Olympics now, or is it another week? What, uh, what we got one more week. Yeah. Okay. So it's. It's two weeks started on the twenty third, so wonder, it goes wonder, through next next Friday. On what the attrition rate is of people getting COVID and having to go home, I wonder if it's pretty high or not really. I I I, I don't even know. Curious. Yeah, I don't know. I know that there's been lots. Yeah, there's. It's not just a couple. It's been yeah because of this higher viral load variant we got going here. But I just I don't care to talk about COVID. I'm just wondering because it is a a special situation. No crowds and people are going home. Yeah. And this is a it, whole new territory here. Everybody has said that uh, all the athletes that I've seen interviewed and asked about it, they said that this is the it's not it's not as fun. It's just not fun. I'm sure it's not. Yeah, it's, it feels like you're, you're uh, what did she say? Uh, Opening ceremonies, you're going through a, a big fucking stadium that no one's screaming and stuff. Right. Or welcoming anybody yeah, there. Yeah, the, the handful of people that made it from fucking Suriname or something like that. They're yeah. like there's the Surinamese team is not going to have their 30 people in the crowd cheering for them. They don't have that. Yeah. So I understand why I'm just saying that fucking sucks. Like it does suck. Cause I normally look really look forward to the Olympics. I, I, I love it every, I love that. I remember when they changed was at 90, 98 when they split the winner when the, they, when they split the winner. Uh, cause yeah. Cause I think 96. Yeah. 96 was the first, the, the first year that they started doing this at the Olympics in 96 in Atlanta, then 98 in Nagano. And then went like that every two years. You had winter, then then yeah. you know, or winter and then summer and so on and so forth. I love that because I didn't have to wait every four years and try and fucking pack it all in and all. It's just, so I just I love that. Bob Costas was on one of the because he said was so fucked up with COVID. Now he said, you know what, they ought to just forget it and then line them up again. That's what he thought they should line them up yep. the same years again. Like oh, the, that was another thing with the just a, only because of the surfing thing. I didn't think about it. They took whoever qualified. To qualify for your, you know, your, for your country, you had to be in certain standings, right? Mm-hmm. Well, for the U.S., it was uh, like the number two guy in the world was Kelly Slater, who's the best surfer of all times, like seven-time world champ. Like nobody's even come close, right? And probably will ever come close. Well, in 2020, so last year's surf season, he kicked the shit out of people. He was number one guy, like fucking one, you know, just kicking the shit out of people, right? Mm-hmm. But. The 2021 Olympics were supposed to be in 2020, so they took all the numbers from 2019, which is why Kelly Slater wasn't even on the U.S. Olympic team, which people oh, okay. are pissed about that. Yeah. But like, and and he's also he's considered the greatest technical surfer of all time. He really is. How old is he? Close to 50, wow. something like that. Yeah. Okay. Like I think he's like 48, 49, something like that. Um, and he wasn't able to be on the team. He's the greatest surfer of all time. He's from the United States. And this is the first year that surfing's in the Olympics, and he couldn't do it. And I just it, because of it's like COVID continues to fuck people over. Oh, it <laughs> does. It sucks. The whole thing sucks. And they're having the uh, yeah, they're bringing back 
in uh, numerous counties in, of course, in Nevada. Nevada, This yep. may have masking. And now I'm thinking about this. You know, last year we missed the, uh, I say we, me, missed the uh, Tehachapi Experimental Soaring Association thing at the, you know, every Labor Day uh-huh. weekend. And I haven't heard any, haven't gotten any emails. I think a couple months ago they said, yeah, we're going to have it and we're looking for speakers and stuff. I haven't got another email yet. I'm thinking, and Maybe now they, I'm thinking because now of of the variant. Yeah. And now it's California. So they're gonna have it's gonna be like a group of people gathering there, and by the way, most of the people that come to this thing are kind of old farts. Yeah, much older than me, so they're really old. They're re- fucking I mean, ancient. Yeah, so I don't know if they're gonna have it again this year. Well, that's too bad. I'm, you know, so I think some stuff is gonna start dropping off again. When is our concert supposed to be? April second. Yeah, so I think it's April. This 2nd. is now moved back to this coming April. Yeah, Rage April April twenty twenty two. Okay, it was supposed to be April twenty twenty. God damn it. You know they're just going to get into a bus crash or some shit. Like, I just fall fucking, I'll never be able to go see Rage Against the Machine. I just have this feeling it'll never happen. I wonder what they're doing, because I know that uh, our friend Michael was talking about concerts, and they're, you know, they're going to have to cancel stuff again, I guess. Well, so Nevada's, at least Las Vegas, like that county, they, uh, was it Clark County, the the mass mandate started Friday. Friday. No, it was actually, well, yes, a lot of them did it, but today's the first, right? Oh, is yes. that what it was supposed to be on the first? Oh, okay. I think someone did it on Friday because it's a, whatever. Well, anyway, like it's they, about now. Mike and Charlie and and uh, uh, Lisa were all up in Vegas this weekend. Uh, yeah, like well, like Thursday night and Friday night. Okay. And Friday, Mike woke up Friday, and the mask effect was in. He was mask. The mask uh, mandate was in effect, and mm-hmm. he's like, "Shit, they didn't have any masks. They didn't even think about it." Yeah, because we don't hear about that news. Sure. Because, of course, the news we get is piped in from Phoenix, which is something I'm still fucking upset about. It's kind of weird. It's stupid. Yeah. It's it's FCC uh, transmission regulations is what it is. Wow. It's stupid. Yeah. Because uh, we used to, uh, when I worked for Frontier, we sold Dish Network combined, like bundled services, like bun- bundled right. with, with Frontier as a package. So you have your phone, internet, and your TV all together, right? Well, we weren't, people were pissed when we would do uh, say like, uh, we had service in Bullhead City or in uh, uh, like like say out in Dolan Springs, things like that. Like weather reports and things like that out of Phoenix. It doesn't fucking matter. Nobody gives a shit about Phoenix news up here no. for the most part. Yeah. Right. I it, it, it Las Vegas would be far more newsworthy for us because we're geographically far closer. And you couldn't. That's when I found out. This is back in the mid two thousands. I found out that the FCC, they they uh you have what are they called like regional markets yeah and you can't go outside those so like even though it's technically feasible through uh like dish network or direct tv it's technically feasible for them to pipe in whatever fucking nbc station they can, they can you do want. whatever yeah the and fcc says close to vegas yes exactly the fcc will not let them do that and i've always felt that was just fucking stupid it's kind of strange to be that far away i've never lived this far away from a major city really right and it's kind of funny anyway to be because even though Vegas is a lot closer, it's still like, I, I care, but it's like, doesn't really, who really cares what happens in Vegas that much? Well, it, we're kind it, of isolated here. It's, well, it's, it is, it's helpful if you go to Vegas all the time. Yes. Like if you're in Vegas once or twice a Which month, happens, it's good to know about stuff do, like that. People go shopping up there a lot. And they, yeah, yeah. I so. know you really don't, but a lot of people do. Right. I know that if you've got a family and you're going to go actually do some real serious yeah, spending the money, like Costco, you know, school shopping, shit like that. Right, you're yeah. gonna go there, clothes shopping, then go to a nice restaurant. All kind of, you know, I would did that more until the last couple of years. But, right. Um, so I was gonna say something about that also, and then that was about it. Uh, oh, 
Well, even if we had local news here, I say news here from Vegas, not local news, but this same group you're talking about probably wouldn't have been watching that news anyway also. Potentially, yeah. Well, somebody You'd have to kind of be dialed in a little you, bit. You are correct, yeah. But yeah, no one absolutely. probably assumes. They probably have to, and you watch COVID numbers more because you work at the hospital. I watch it because I kind of want to know what's going on with this business and our event we're going to have it here at the airport. So I kind of know that they're, and I watch different news outlets like national news, and that's a big deal for Vegas. When they brought this up a handful of weeks ago, well, Vegas is going to have another mask mandate. Here it comes. Yeah. So it was. It made national news because a lot of people go to Vegas. Oh yeah, it's I, a big oh, deal. I, and now I'm wondering if shift doesn't if they, if they if they can't keep the shit under control and uh uh you know uh get rid of that mask mandate by October, I'm pretty sure that the uh, reggae festival that my mom and I have been trying to go to now for 18 months. Is it's probably going to be canceled or postponed is. again. I bet you, if I were to give money right now, I'd say it probably yeah. is. Yeah, and they're not doing refunds. They're just, they're you. So I'd be out, you know, three almost three hundred dollars. That's pretty amazing. No refunds. Yeah, they're not doing they're not doing refunds uh, refunds as long as it's postponed. I don't know oh. if they can postpone it again because oh. they lost. There's people that are still pissed about twenty. So that it was supposed to be April of twenty twenty. It was actually the weekend of my birthday in twenty twenty. My mom was supposed to come out for that. That didn't happen because of COVID. They they postponed it f- for the following year. Then they postponed it again for six months. Uh-huh. So now it's in October instead of April. So, but the thing is, is that they, because they did that so many times, those bands can only hang on and commit to that for so long because it's a festival. It's a two day long festival. Yeah. There's like, uh, like 15 bands, 18 bands are playing over the course of two days. Those, and they lost a bunch from from postponing it from 2020 and postponing it for a year they lost a bunch of people from that but people still paid for their tickets so there's some of those bands that like those people are like i don't give a shit about the i paid that much money to see blah this band right and now they're not going to be on the bill so now and then i've got shit man i got a handful of concerts coming up i'm afraid that they're gonna which totally sucks but can you also imagine being associated with like all one of these bands or the organizers of these places these venues and, and right now, you know the only thing they are thinking about before they go to bed and fall asleep, and the moment they wake up, it's like, what the, where the fuck is this going? Mm-hmm. Where where are the numbers? Are They're we checking the numbers? Are, are we, we gonna, ever going to be able to open up and do and, yeah. and, and are we going to be delayed another again? year? Yeah. Or where where the you know that's all they're thinking about. That's our livelihood. Bands' livelihood is because they don't make as much money now on record sales as it is going to concerts and that kind of shit. That's why right. that's why concerts tickets cost so much. But right, uh, that's all they think about. That's it. They're consumed with that shit. Yeah, it's uh, it's something else, you know. Uh, if they end up requiring vaccines for airplanes, I personally don't mind that because I've had mine. I'll get another goddamn booster. Right. I got places to go and things to do. Yeah. No shit. You know, ain't gonna bother me. Or like uh, uh Hawaii, they're doing the the uh vaccine. Uh, Hawaii's completely opened up, or at least uh, Oahu is that island is completely opened up. But uh, uh what I was reading was that um, they're they. they if you want to open your restaurant or your bar or your club or whatever and have full capacity, mm-hmm. you have to have somebody at the door checking vaccination status. Wow. And people are getting pissed about that. There's there's bar and, and, and restaurant owners that are mad because what's what that's doing is tourists that come there that, that are anti-vaccine, that don't have their vaccine, are being told you can't come in without that. Then they're abusing the staff. So then you're putting you're putting your your managers and your owners in a really shitty spot because their staff's getting yeah. like they they're trying to make money and and you know keep people employed and, and things like that 
But then you've got people being assholes. You know, the people are going to be assholes anyway. But sure. then you give them another excuse to be an asshole. Right. It just gets ten times worse. You, so can, you've you got, can also see how how Hawaii because they're isolating. You could see how they would say have that kind of rule. Absolutely. You, could, you understand why yeah. they are saying this. That's why I had. But it doesn't. It sucks. I had no problem back in in December last year getting, or and again in April this year of getting a COVID test and and r- jumping through all those hoops. Right. Because I get it, man. Like, there are 800,000 Native Hawaiians in 1775. By, by 1820, there was, like, 20,000. Right. They all died of fucking disease, man. Like, they, I they brought it to them. Those, you know. and, that, and they have a culture of oral tradition and oral history that gets passed down generation to generation. Those people don't fucking forget that. Right. I get it. I, I had no problem doing that. Wearing masks. There's sticklers on masks everywhere. I'm totally okay with that. Because I, 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 no, I just respect their community. And, and again, it's, again, it's like going to another country almost. You have to respect their shit. I've never been one of those uh, American tourists that acts like, quote-unquote, yeah. an American tourist. Yeah, it's like you're not going to go there. It's like, right. yeah, I think that England's numbers came way down. They're like, everybody was like in shock about, wow, the numbers, their, their numbers really dropped. Fairly, re- like a, within the last few days. Mm-hmm. But then they come and said, hey, the reason is, though, if you look at how much... I mean, they got like 75 to 80% of the people are vaccinated, and they were pretty serious about it. So that's why they think they've really reached yeah. real herd immunity in England right now. And so their, their numbers are way down. Which is right great. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm glad to see that. I really hope we get there in this country yeah. at some point. Yeah. Whatever. So there you go. All it? right. We yeah, that's all I got, man. Uh, that's all I know. Oh, real quick. Yeah. So we're going to drop this Wednesday. So. This Friday, August 13th. No, sorry. August 13th. August Holy 13th. August fuck. 13th, Bulletville, playing at Jeremy's oh, yeah. Juke Joint. It's, we had Jeremy on the podcast a few weeks ago. A week ago. from this Friday. It's a week from this Friday. So, But also, next weekend, uh, August 7th. Which we didn't know. It'd be this, this week. Two days unquote, from now. Two days from when you are hearing this. August 7th. <laughs> Is a Blackbridge anniversary party, which starts at eight a.m. Uh, with yeah. the with the you know exclusive growler sales. There's only seventy five. Yeah, I of saw them. that. It's at eight a.m. and I went eight a.m. Because I, I have no idea. Eight a.m. is earlier than we've done it before. Okay, like for the growler release release, but we do it early. Like the like last year and the year before it was ten a.m. Have you seen we, the we, new growlers? I'm I have. Them. They're beautiful. They're yeah. navy blue with a white logo on them, and they're really really nice. And they're back to the old uh, mini keg style, which a lot of people ask for. I think I've got one of those, right? I one of earlier, like a thank you, most dude. valuable person. That, I don't know. Where is that damn thing customer anyway? of the year or customer of the month? Yeah, I or think something? I've got. It's like a little. It's like a it's cylinder. A, yeah. keg. I think it's got. A, I think I've got. And one it's of those. with a screw top. Yeah, with yeah. a metal screw top. Yeah. Yeah, I think I've got one of those. Somewhere. So, uh, and there's going to be. Uh, a raffle for a beer pong table that is custom made. There's only one of them in the world, and it's, it says Blackbridge Brewery logo on the pe- beer pong table. Nice. We'll be having various games. Uh, the Rivals and hey. Black Lemon are playing that Saturday night, so I that's going to be awesome. Of can, course. Can you play? Uh, can you play drinking games at a bar? I don't think so. Because if you buy the beer, okay. Here's the thing. Why you, can't you just play yeah, flip cup? Okay, so for example. I know that in Arizona specifically, and these are very old laws, in Arizona specifically, you are not allowed to gamble. In, so that like, could be loosely... Yeah. Yes, so that's why car, that card games, like card drinking games, are out 100% no-no. Now, but Flip Cup is not quite gambling. Flip Cup is not exactly gambling. As long as, from what I understand, as long as you're not, get the, as the establishment, giving away beer, like as a prize or right. something like that, you're not allowed to give that away. You can give away gift cards. Right, right. Gift certificates, things like that. But you can't say, if you win this, 
you get free beer and you hand you a beer. We'll give you a gift I card. Think we should get a, like we should get a table out there, level it out, and we should just start playing flip cup. I, I think that's a great idea, and I I'm willing to do that. In fact, we should do that next weekend. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, we should do it. I, well, I mean, I mean, I'm I'm actually considering not working the like past like maybe one o'clock just so I can kind of enjoy it. You're talking about. When people hear this, Blackbridge this, this weekend. This, I'm sorry, this weekend, this weekend August seventh. This right. weekend, August seventh. We should get a flip cup table. Yes, going out there. we should get a flip cup. Come down and and try your hand at flip cup with Paul and I, right? Who are far too old to be as good at flip cup as we are. Yeah, you will lose. You people. will. You people will lose. So feel like if you feel like uh, you're getting froggy, come on down to Blackbridge, August seventh, August thirteenth. Go see uh, Jeremy Foss and uh, Jason Marino, Nick Turner, and Chris Lay in. Bulletville, down at uh, Jeremy's Juke Joint. Jeremy's Juke Joint. August thirteenth, near the uh, the bridge down there. I take my flip cup as seriously as I do cornhole. Oh, for Christ's sake! All right, that's it. All right, folks, have a good one. Thank mm-hmm. you.